What's going on, everybody? Leo Cannell here with today's Seven Figures Club podcast. Today, my friends, I wanted to share an interview that I recently, uh, well, it was recently recorded on a podcast uh, with Dotcom Magazine and Andy Jacob. And Andy Jacob is a phenomenal entrepreneur, very experienced, has had some uh, big exits in his career. And so now he actually goes about interviewing different entrepreneurs and you know, learning uh, different uh, solutions and tools and strategies and proven things that are working in different areas and professions, industries of business. So he recently had me on his podcast to kind of unpack how it works in the entrepreneurial world to get funded without venture capital because venture capital only funds about three to two to three percent of businesses and so the vast majority of us actually have to use creative financing solutions to really get our business off the ground unless we have a rich uncle bob or something like that and so i just wanted to share you know how this works and how you can fund your business if you work with business owners you know how it would work to be able to get funding for them so that they can you know invest in your products and services so that my friends is what today's episode is all about so let's get going there are over 32 million businesses in the u.s and over 90 percent of them will never break seven figures in annual sales so how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club this podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. I have a great show today. You know, I've been waiting for this show for a number of weeks. So many people reach out to me and they say, hey, Jake, you know, why don't you bring a funding expert on the show? Why don't you bring a world-renowned startup and business, business funding expert on the show to talk about what it's like to fund a startup, what it's like to fund a business, how to raise startup capital for new or existing businesses, I went through the Rolodex at Dotcom Magazine, and we've been able to book a worldwide leader, Mr. Leo Cannell. Leo is the CEO and founder of Seven Figures Funding. You want to watch the entire show. He's a renowned startup and business funding expert. I have so many questions, so let's get right to it. Leo, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Andy. Excited to be here, provide value to this audience, and serve entrepreneurs because that is our mission. I love it, Leo. It's so great to have you on the show. You know, you become known as someone that really teaches and guides entrepreneurs through the very rough terrain sometimes that is finding startup capital for new or existing businesses. But before we get into it, because I have so many questions, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet and tell us about sevenfigures.com or seven figures funding. Yeah, you bet, Andy. So bottom line is we are a funding marketplace that provide options for, you know, businesses of all types and stages. However, a lot of the clients that we assist are generally in that startup mode. And one of the misperceptions that people think is they think they can raise capital so easily with venture capital, with angel investors, or they can just go down to their local bank where they've had their bank account and easily take out that SBA loan. And the, the fact of the matter is less than maybe 10 
10% of new businesses are able to secure venture capital or crowdfunding or get a loan from their local bank. And so that means there's a lot of, you know, opportunity there where 90% of new businesses need help. They need creative financing solutions. And over a decade ago, I faced that problem myself in starting one of my first businesses. And I began to realize how difficult and what a challenge it was. And then as I was able to secure funding for myself, began to help additional family and friends. And so that's what Seven Figures Funding is about, guaranteeing to secure the best capital and creative funding, and mostly with a focus on new businesses. Wow, that's so good, Leo. You know, your company and you have really proven yourself to be able to overcome the odds um, by funding so many entrepreneurs again and again and again. You know, you've You've funded hundreds of millions of dollars of, of money for your clientele. What types of clients reach out to you, Leo? What type of clients are saying, hey, Leo, we need some help from seven-figure funding? You know, we see a lot uh, of the hot niche businesses who need funds. And so obviously right now, and this is certainly accelerated in the last year and a half, are e-commerce businesses, Amazon FBA stores, e-commerce. We're seeing some of these new Walmart stores and Shopify. All of these different types of e-commerce businesses have a tremendous need for funding and capital, especially to cover some of the costs of inventory, software, hiring and training sales professionals, etc. So we see a lot in e-commerce. We also tend to see a lot with real estate uh, investing. Obviously, the real estate market is very, very hot right now. And then we see a lot of brick and mortar. We've helped uh, beauty salons and uh, retail businesses and HVAC, uh, the heating and air conditioning, really a wide range, but certainly some of the the most common we'll see are e-commerce, real estate investing, and digital marketing agencies. That's great, Leo. And you help so many companies and so many companies need capital to build their business. And, you know, when they get the capital, they invest it in their business and they make their business stronger. And that's really what it's all about. And as you mentioned, Leo, you know, we don't know the exact percentage, but it could be up to 95, 98, 99% of businesses are unable to obtain venture capital or angel investment. And that's really where you've seen your great success. So what's the process look like, Leo, with your company, you know, Besides a phone call or besides your online portal, how, do, how long does the process take for these companies to sort of get funded and get through your underwriting criteria? Yeah, we try to make that as seamless and quick a process as possible. One of the biggest questions that everybody's concerned with when they're going to apply for funding or financing is, Leo, is this going to hurt my credit? Is this going to give me a hard credit pull and and really set me back? And the good news is that with us, it will not, right? We've partnered up with Experian. And so we have a soft pull credit snapshot. And just really, it's a one-page form. It takes about 90 seconds to fill out. We don't even need your social security number because of that relationship we built with Experian. And so we can quickly get a pre-approval based on credit. And then of course, we'll follow up with any business and personal income, any assets that you might have. But what will happen if you go to your local bank is they will hard pull your credit. They will ding it. And a lot of the uh, old ways of doing things in financing have certainly not been beneficial for business owners, new and alike as they're trying to grow. Leo, that's amazing. You know, obviously you have incredible reviews by so many companies and so many people that have worked with you, Leo. 
Many of them have read your book, The Business Funding Formula. They've watched your teachings online. And, you know, it's very, very interesting being an author and also an owner of a business and an entrepreneur. So, Leo, when the companies reach out to you, do they tell you why they need the capital or it doesn't matter to you at the company? Well, it definitely matters to the business owner as to why they need the capital. So those are the first questions we're going to be asking them because it is customized funding that's tailored to get the results that that client needs. Sometimes a loan product is best. Sometimes a line of credit product is best, depending on why the business owner needs capital. If it's buying inventory that they're going to sell and flip every two to three months, a line of credit is good. If it's for a piece of equipment, a loan is great. So certainly we want to customize it and we want to guarantee that they're going to get the very best funding that they qualify for and that exists on the marketplace and no other you know, funding firm can do that unless they're a debt funding marketplace like us with all of the options and the data of helping thousands of entrepreneurs and knowing based on your region, your business type, and your credit and income, what your very best options are. And sometimes it's a, it's a combination of multiple options, which is exciting where people are in the driver's seat to make the decision that's best for them and customized and tailored to their solutions. I love it, Leo. It makes all the sense in the world. And of course, you just mentioned the marketplace. So let's talk about that. Are there different funding sources that your marketplace has access to? And depending on sort of the application, you match to a particular funding source with some type of sort of, you know, interaction to make sure that it's customizable to the client? Yeah, absolutely. In the funding marketplace, you have loans that are non-collateral based. You have lines of credit. Then there's uh, loans and lines of credit that are connected to collateral like equipment or commercial real estate. And then there are actual purchase transactions where you're buying that commercial real estate or you're buying or acquiring a business. And so there are funding sources and solutions for all of those. And the problem that most funding groups and most business owners run into is they don't actually know all of the qualifications and they can waste a lot of time and money trying to get those, especially if it's an SBA type loan situation where so many will not qualify. And so that's why understanding the guidelines is what's really vital so that you don't waste your time and money as a business owner. I love that. And your technology and your platform obviously, you know, uh, learns as it goes with all the new guidelines that come out all the time. And that's really, really fascinating, Leo. When we talk about startups and we talk about someone that really is just sort of in the idea phase and, and they, they have an idea, but they haven't sold anything yet. Would seven-figure funding be a spot for them to sort of engage with, or do you need to wait till they're a little bit more mature with some paying customers? That is a type of client we help often because they may not have their entity form. They may not have a business plan. And that's why we build out the Seven Figures Business Accelerator to give them the education and the tools they need to succeed. We also have a law firm that will help them get incorporated. We have a CPA firm that helps them to strategize with their taxes so they can save up to 15% on their future taxes as a business owner. And we provide them a corporate credit coach to start building the business's credit score so it's not all 
all tied to the personal credit score. And then, of course, at the beginning, if we don't have any sales, if we don't have any assets, then a lot of it will be based on the personal credit of the business owner. And that's why we have a sister company to help out with any credit repair or you know preparing of the credit so that that business owner can have a great shot at getting the funding they need right from the get-go, since personal credit will play an important role until they build up the sales and the credit of the business. Leo, that's fantastic. So you're really offering, really for the startup founder, a complete package to sort of understand what it takes to start up, what it takes to form the corporation, what it takes to protect their flank, what it takes to sort of mitigate some taxes by by setting up the organization correctly. It's really, really remarkable. And I love it so much. Let's talk a little bit about companies investing in their business, Leo, because a lot of people reach out to you and they say, hey, Leo, you know, we want to have some money. We need a little bit of a loan to, or a lot of a loan to, to sort of build our business. So can you give us some examples of what the money's used for in some of these various verticals that are reaching out to you for the loan? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a chapter in my book, The Business Funding Formula. It's, it's chapter 12. It's called ROL. And what it stands for is return on loan or return on line of credit. The key factor for any business owner to determine whether it makes sense to take out funding is the return that they can generate with that money. Sometimes a business owner will apply for funding and the very best option that they have might be at a 20% annual interest rate. And a lot of business owners will scoff at that and say, no way, you know, I, I'm used to a four, three or 4% interest rate on my mortgage. Why would I pay 20% for my business? And the reason is the business is much higher risk than your mortgage and there's no collateral associated with it. But the, the interest rate isn't quite as important. You want to get the very best you qualify for and that's what we guarantee. But once you've gotten the best you can qualify for, the next factor is what can I generate in a return? And so, for example, a few years ago, we helped a, a beauty salon client, uh, Tara. She needed money for the equipment and the build out of her new beauty salon shop in downtown Denver. She needed additional capital for payroll and working capital for marketing. So those were the items that she needed. She saved up about $20,000. We got her about $70,000 in 0% credit lines for up to 15 months. She used that money bought the equipment, bought the inventory. I didn't hear from her and I bumped into her at uh, the GrowthCon event um, in Las Vegas and she was there and we were sponsoring and she came by my booth and she, you know, almost with tears in her eyes said, hey, I've now got, you know, uh, eight employees, a multi six-figure business. You know, I'm going to be opening up a second location. I paid off all my debt with no interest at the end of the 0% period. And I just wanted to, you know, how grateful I am that, you know, you could play a part in helping me to grow this business. And that's what we live for are those stories where we can make a difference and change people's lives. And so that's a great example of what the money can be used for. And, and really, a lot of it, it is up to them. We, we aren't going to a lot of funding sources where they tell you what to do with the money. We like the business owner to have the freedom because we figure they probably know what's best and where that money should go. Leo, that's so great. And you mentioned something very interesting that younger entrepreneurs need to think about as well as seasoned entrepreneurs that if you just have $100 and you invest that $100 in your business and it brings you back $500, well, that's an amazing return on investment. And if you can borrow the $100 
the interest rate really doesn't make that big of a difference because you're returning 500 on the 100 plus the interest rate that you're borrowing at. And I think with your education that you give and the way in which you approach things, you help people understand that. And for most people, there's really nothing better that they can invest in than their business. You know, a lot of people want to invest in the stock market and a lot of people want to invest in this and they want to invest in that. But oftentimes the real gold, the real platinum is right in front of them in their own business. Is that the way you look at it, Leo? A hundred percent. I mean, we can talk about investing in stocks and I love investing in real estate. And a lot of people nowadays talk about crypto, but you'll never generate a better return than a safer investment that's lower risk than investing in yourself and in a business that you have you know, put everything into, that you're obsessed about, that you've learned about, that you're an expert in your niche and industry. You're going to generate, like you talked about, three, four, five hundred 500% annual returns on any funding or money you put into that business. There's no else in this world that I'm aware of, unless you can, uh, you know, pick the Amazons or Teslas of the world at the very beginning. And even then, they might not compare to the own returns you can generate in your business. That's right. And if you invest in your own business, you might become the next Amazon or Tesla. So that's something to think about. Amen. Leo, it's very, very interesting because when we read the reviews of what you're able to do for your clientele, they're remarkable. Now, when we think about the way in which you approach it. So many of the reviews and case studies, Leo, come across and they say, wow, you know, Leo really cared about my business. He really understood my, my unique situation. He understand it. He, he understood how to meet my needs. I know you started off as an entrepreneur very, very young, you know, 21, 20 years old, you know, years ago. We don't want to say how many years ago because you still look like, you know, you're in your 20s. You look so great and keep yourself fit and, and well. And that's, that's uh, wonderful that you do that. But when we think about the caring that you have for your clients, where did that come from? Where did that stem from? Because it's very apparent with everybody that does business with you. Well, it starts with values and principles, and that's what our I love our team here because everybody's committed to those values and principles because I've, I've had businesses and teams where those values and principles were not well-defined, and the client experience was not what it should have been. And so when we started Seven Figures Funding, we wanted to have very well-defined values and principles. We put them up on the wall. We're going to do what we say we're going to do. And if you can do that, that puts you in the top 90% of any business since so few people and so few businesses businesses follow through with the commitments that they make to clients, strategic partners, employees, et cetera. So we started out with some of those values. We weren't going to complain. We weren't going to criticize. We were going to focus 100% on solutions and on being unreasonably optimistic in the face of adversity and the challenges that are going to come. And the funny thing that will happen is because we're so personal with our clients, sometimes they're having a bad day and we feel like it's our job to help them turn that day around and really use the power of what they are focusing on and what they are thinking to turn that to solutions, to turn that to values and principles that they can now take from us and incorporate into their business and share with their teams and find that type of success. So for me, it's definitely the values and principles and certainly things that I've learned from studying really great entrepreneurs in history, online, buying courses, investing in coaching, like all of those things do pay off. And like you talked about, are the return that we're all looking for. 
That's great, Leo. And of course, people watching the show, look Leo up and read his book, The Business Funding Formula. I think you're going to learn a lot with that book. Very, very interesting. Leo, do people come to you sometimes and they need money for their startup or for their company? And when they tell you or they place on the platform what the money's for or what their idea is, you kind of say to yourself as a seasoned entrepreneur, you know, I'm not 100% sure about funding that idea, or does everybody get funded regardless of the idea? Well, a lot of it will come down to what they can qualify for. There's the business plan on the one side, and the business plan may or may not be sound, but what does your personal credit history look like? What does your personal income history look like? If we've started the business, what are the story of the sales and the business bank account telling us? And how are we taking care of that business bank account? Is it going in the negative? Are we keeping a positive you know, balance? So a lot of that comes into focusing not only on their plan and their place in the market, but what are the numbers telling us, right? What is the data telling us? We're a very data-driven business where, where a lot of the decisions are made by the data. And so a lot of the times people think that they can convince us by how you know immaculate and, and uh, essential and unique their, their competitive advantages in the marketplace. But what really matters when the, when the rubber hits the road, so to speak, is what do the sales tell us? What is their credit history? What does that character show, right? And so when we can break those things down, then a lot of the other stuff becomes superfluous and isn't quite as uh, big a factor. But absolutely, we have seen so many entrepreneurs succeed and others who have not. And so we are going to ask them questions. You can never tell someone, hey, that's not going to work because that's not going to be accepted. But you can ask them the right questions. And so our team is taught to ask the right open-ended questions to make people think and hopefully realize better solutions that may exist. And, and proof of concept is certainly one of those. It, it's certainly, we've had people who are going to start a restaurant or get involved in a business that they knew nothing about. And by asking them, asking them the right questions, they'll come back and go, well, actually my experience is, is in accounting and bookkeeping. I guess I'm actually going to start a business in that field because that's what I know and understand. Although it might not be as sexy, you're going to have better odds of success. We certainly want to ask them questions to help them think about what's going to be most successful for them. Leo, that's a great way to approach it. And obviously, you've built such a remarkable team at Seven Figures Funding, people that really care about the clients and really take great care of them. When we move our conversation a little bit now to entrepreneurship, the first thing that comes to mind, Leo, is what do you look for when you hire someone to join your team? Is it honesty, faith, trust? Is it the commitment to your clients? Is it a great attitude? What are the things that are necessary to join your team as an employee? Some of the values that we try to identify early on when we're looking for the right culture fit for people to join our team is we definitely are looking for people who are committed to becoming experts, right? This isn't just a day job where you go through the motions. That's why we provide everybody a copy of my book. We provide them other entrepreneurial books. We want everybody to begin to think entrepreneurial and then to start to acquire different personal development skills that are going to help them not only succeed here, but in maybe future jobs. They might not work here forever, but they are going to receive the training that they need to succeed. So we want to see a commitment to you know, understanding that their education didn't end 
when they got out of school, it just started by making sure, you know, are they reading books? Are they committed to reading additional books that we give out to them? Are they committed to going through our training and not just during business hours, but outside of business hours? And then do they really care about, you know, giving the client a great experience because People at the end of the day don't want a job. They want a calling. They want a mission. And our mission is that we believe entrepreneurs are going to provide the products and services that better our lives and create the majority of the jobs in this country. So how can we best serve them? And when we have that focus on them, not so much on ourselves, then the good things will happen that we want to happen on an individual level. So that's part of it. Not being entitled is super important. We've had people that have worked here and they feel like they're entitled to things. And that means that they won't do the extra effort. They won't get into the trenches with the client. They won't make the extra phone call. We're looking for people who will go the extra mile. And if you don't want to be relentless and do that, then this is not a good fit for you. So it really is being being okay with letting people know, hey, this is what it takes. And if it's not a good fit, we're going to let you know and there's going to be some candor involved, but we're going to do it with love because we do see ourselves as a family here, but there are values and principles that you will live by if you're going to be a part of this team. I love it, Leo. You know, you've built such a great culture and such a great team. It comes across with all of your amazing reviews on Trustpilot, Yelp, Amazon, et cetera. When we think about Leo and we think about how many people you've been able to teach throughout the years and guide throughout the years, especially getting through the rough terrain, which is finding startup capital for newer existing businesses. For younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Leo, you know, sometimes they get these rough patches. Sometimes they get these, these potholes in the road. Sometimes they get these hurdles that they look at and they're they look overwhelming. What type of advice would you give to those entrepreneurs that are maybe facing a tough time or a pothole to get through over or above and beyond those challenges to keep moving forward in their business? So the first thing I would say is we're all looking for the holy grail out there that's going to be our solution that will just be easy that we can follow. And what I've learned throughout you know 20 years of entrepreneurship is you have to create the custom solutions for your business based off of what yes you learn from you know other entrepreneurs, mentors, great books. YouTube videos, courses that you can buy, seminar and entrepreneurial networking events you can attend. You have to take that and customize it because no one knows your market and what you're doing in your business better than you do. So that's number one. You have to create those solutions by learning and being curious, number one. And number two, not only do you have to create the solutions, but then you have to be okay with understanding you know, where, where these are going to come from, right? Uh, you have to be committed to the education. And then you have to understand when you're seeing a lack of success, like you can't keep going down that road. You're going to have to pivot till you make it. And that's a, a title that I'm going to be doing for my next book, Pivot Till You Make It. We've all heard about fake it till you make it. That doesn't work very well. But if you continue to learn and you create new iterations and new products and you listen, I was in a business law class at the University of Utah, and he talked about a case will tell you, whisper to you where the solution is, what the truth is in that case. And I feel like the market will whisper to you, what is the market trying to tell you? Because it's not what I think is best. It's what the market thinks was best. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what my team thinks. It matters what the market thinks. And 
And the market will tell you what your product is and how it's working and how you can make it better than the competition. And so you have to keep on pivoting and iterating till you create the right product and services. And then when you start to see those results, then you can build off of that. But I think a lot of people think that, you know, they're being really you know, strong and courageous by going down a path that's not working and you have to make pivots and changes or you will fail and go out of business very quickly. That makes all the sense uh, in the world, Leo. It's very interesting. You know, we do talk about what we call mini Harvard MBA events. And when you go to Harvard, the professor has case studies for the students. They get together in groups and they answer the questions and, uh, you know, they get rated on their on their answers. And those case studies in the environment of a classroom are very important, but yet the entrepreneurs really have their feet on the ground and they're experiencing case studies every minute of every day that they have to get through. So I call the mini Harvard MBA events continuously as an entrepreneur, as you go through the entrepreneurial journey. Leo, can you remember back when you were building your company where you had a tough time and you said to yourself, well, I'm hitting a roadblock myself. And what kind of like mindset did you have to get through it? How did you wake up in the morning to get through the roadblocks to get to where you are today? What's the thing that drives you, Leo? So I can tell you before, you know, starting this company, I had founded another business funding company that had grown very fast, went from zero to $5 million in sales in 18 months. And, you know, one employee to up to, you know, 50, 60 employees within two years. And we grew fast and I brought on partners and people who didn't have the right values and principles. I made those mistakes and it came to a head at some point where the business that I launched out of my kitchen, I was gonna have to walk away from and start over from scratch and rebuild a new business. And so when I went through that, you know, there was a lot of uh, stress because I had to take on some of the debt from that previous business. And there was a lot of things that weren't fair, but all I could do was focus on one thing. I remember, uh, years ago when uh, LeBron James was struggling to win his first NBA championship and he cared what the media thought. He was going through these tough times, but he must have spoken to a mentor or someone who at one point looked him in the eye and said, listen, you focus on doing everything you can do, controlling everything you can control, and then let the chips fall where they may because you can live with those results. And that was one of the most beautiful lessons that I learned when I went through that, that difficulty. I knew I had a skill set. I knew I was an expert. I knew we could rebuild this. But I also knew there were a lot of unknowns, a lot of variables that could uh, you know, put, put me in the red. And so I just focused on controlling what I could control, building the right values and principles and what was going to be non-negotiable for our business and culture, and then being okay with slow growth at the beginning to build the right foundation. And then that leads to where you can actually grow fast because you have the right foundation. So we all you know, have these worries, concerns, and nerves, but if you'll just focus on controlling what you can control and then you know, being honest with yourself, you, know, you are putting in the time. Sometimes you do have to work those 80-hour work weeks and you do have to put in the time and work you know, nights and evenings and sacrifice. But if you'll put in the effort keep yourself accountable, be honest with yourself and do everything in your power, then you can live with those results. And almost always they're going to lead to success. Leo, that's great. And for the entrepreneurs watching the show, rewind what Leo just said. It's so important 
to have the right culture start from the top. And if you have the right culture starting from the top and you're compassionate and you're modest and you're kind and you believe that your mission in the business is to truly help your customers like Leo and his entire team does, it's a, it's a, it's a mixture for greatness. So Leo, that's really great advice. And of course, you've got your Seven Figure Club podcast that people should tune into because it's very fascinating. Make sure you get a copy of Leo's book as well. And for anybody thinking about needing funding, thinking about startup capital for a new business or an existing business, reach out to Leo, go on his platform. I've checked it out. It's super easy to use. And the people behind the scenes really is the key to Leo's success at Seven Figures Funding. So Leo, I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time today. I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about capital, to talk about how to get it, to talk about how people, whether they're in a mature business or a startup phase, need to think about what that investment means to them in their lives and why investing in your own business may may just be the best investment you could ever make. And Leo, you are really something, the, the, the reviews are true and, and what you're able to impart to the listening audience is absolutely remarkable. It's exactly the same thing that you're able to do at the company to impart not only this wisdom, but much needed capital to your clients. So I wanted to thank you so much, Leo, for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Show today. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.